Good morning, Tracy. Hi, Natalie. All right, so today we're going to talk about play. Yeah. How, as an adult, do I incorporate play into my life? And I know we've talked about chaos and control and thinking about, like, the large things of life. But at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking about, man, how different would my life be if I just played more? Yeah, so this weekend we had what did I say? Something like 630 plus miles. Um, and that's assuming that my husband and I were in the same car, but because kids had to be in different places, we drove two vehicles. So double that. And then, um, our schedule was like down to the minute. At one point, my oldest had to leave an event by a certain time so that she could get to the next event by a certain time. And, um, in those minutes, you know, we had to make sure that she had her her skates on and she was good to go so that she could just run on in. And before we signed up for these things, we made sure everybody was okay with the arrangement mm -hmm. and everybody was on board and they were ready for it. And that's, you know, I mentioned before, we're kind of crazy. Our schedule is always way full. But then we had just a few moments of downtime like Friday night, for example, we had some downtime. We had spent the night at a friend's house because uh, we were out of town and they hosted us. And their kids and our kids played Uno and chess. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of lounged around the next morning. And it was such a, not a relief, but it was definitely a piece of peace. Like it offered peace, right? Oh, I said right. So that would be when <laughs> we we think we need to start a drinking game. So every time we say right, you, <laughs> you take have a to shot. Take, a, take a drink. Yes. You don't have to do a shot. You just have to take a drink. <laughs> take a, okay, a sip, whatever you're drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, okay. And then I think about all the snow days we've had. So you were just talking about playing games, like having that downtime, playing games. How do you make intentional space to play, to play with friends, to play together? And what does it really mean to play as an adult? Because your kids are doing mm -hmm. it. Like you were saying, our kids played games. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about the adults? Yeah, so actually it was really fun because the adults had said, oh, we've got games. And we sat down at the table and we were going to, with the intention of choosing a game. Mm -hmm. But instead we just had conversation. But we did laugh. Mm -hmm. We did laugh. And that was great. And... um then we got home from our, our busy weekend and we had just a short window of time to kind of unwind before it was time to get ready for bed. And I did feel kind of sad that we didn't have more time to just lounge. Um, this is kind of a busy season for my family because my son is finishing up hockey and there's a bunch of jamborees and my girls are each in ice shows. Um, so that's monopolizing our time. Mm -hmm. Plus, I feel, you know, last, did we talk about February? How, yeah, how yeah. don't make decisions in February because everyone's burnt out. But then I feel like we get into May or March, April and May, and everybody tries to cram everything possible into those three months before a potential Armageddon. That's what I feel like. <laughs> everybody says, oh my gosh, the world might end in three months, so let's try to cram all these things in. And I know it's because it's the end of the school year, so everyone's trying to fit things in during that time, but there's hardly any time for play. And this morning, I actually had a conversation 
with my second child and I said, well, this is what you wanted to do this spring. This is what that schedule is going to look like. What, knowing that, what do you want to commit to? But keep in mind, you also want to have time to yourself, to unwind, to relax, but also to clean up. Like, we can't play in a mess. And I know I've talked about how the mess doesn't bother me, but you, you sometimes physically you just cannot play because if you've got clothes all over the floor, there's no room to do your Legos. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because you can't yeah. build Legos on a pile of clothes. Well, and I mean, I also would love to play all the time and then there's still bills to pay. But I have really been aware of... I'm not intentional about playing. And so even last night, my daughter danced through the living room, up the stairs, and was just like having a grand old time. And I'm like, yeah, that. Like, I used to dance in the kitchen all the time, Mm -hmm. like while cooking or whatever. And so it's just like, I think as, as I'm thinking about this word play, it's really about the fun. I heard you say laughter. Um, I mean, that was my weekend. It was full of laughter. I think about the vacation we just did for my birthday and had a great group of people together and the laughter. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, when your stomach hurts the next day from laughing so much, your stomach muscles, you know? Yeah. And how do we create more play in our lives? And having been in education, I'm reflecting on that and like how, um, Many students, many teachers, many administrators really just want to bring that joy back and we need to play more, but we've created such a serious, um, like community or culture, I guess maybe it's more the culture. It's not even the community because the community can still have fun and right. I mean, we got administrators willing to be pied in the face and whatnot, but when you think about that environment and that culture of play, like don't waste my time is almost like what I hear sometimes subliminally. I don't think anybody says that out loud. Right. Well, I think that it goes back to our conversation about control. People want to be able to control the outcome and it's easier to have a very rigid schedule and organize step-by-step, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute, what's going to happen um, so that you can control what's being taught, what's being tested. Um, what I'm doing day-to-day. It's, it's easier, predictable. It's easier to micromanage, and find. sometimes it's easier to find uh, success when things are micromanaged. Well, that was a philosophy, at least. Sure. Okay. And now we're realizing that we were wrong in our definition of success. <laughs> Because oh, success, success is, is no longer right. Success is no longer how many accolades do you have, how many degrees do you have, how many um, wins do you have, how many friends do you have. No, now success, I think we're starting to realize as a society, or maybe not even realize. Maybe we've always known, but we're starting to accept mm. that success is actually it should be evaluated more so based on. Happiness. Mental health. Mental well-being. Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Lack of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I know anxiety is a very natural part of life, and I'm not saying it's natural to be anxious all the time, but anxiety is a natural thing. Like, we can get... Well, there's a human response, right? And there is a degree of awareness that comes with that, and so 
just like any emotion, I'm not going to say that's a bad one to experience. No, I'm not, I don't believe any emotion is right. bad. However, I do think that we need to provide enough space in our schedules and our day-to-day to um, to relax and unwind and self-reflect. And the, the word play, we should... Are we using Google? What are we using for a dictionary that we approve of now? I don't know. I... <laughs> We didn't like one. I don't remember what it was. Oh, but, it was introvert and extrovert. Oh, that's right. Okay, so, um, but the definition of play, I, I feel like that that's more than just role-playing with props, right? It's more than a game. It's more than interacting with peers. Sometimes it's, it's just, you know, I'm going to Google it. Yeah, well, because I keep thinking, like, so I am... Um, I don't know if we've talked about this yet or not, but I am a huge Brene Brown fan. um, And her most recent book is called Atlas of the Heart. So we're recording at my house today. And so I actually just pulled it off my shelf. But this book is absolutely beautiful. And it goes back to what you said around emotions and that an emotion isn't good or bad. And she talks about that in this book and she really unpacks emotions. And I have to remember how many. Okay, while you're looking that up, I want to read this. Play as a verb, has two definitions according to Oxford languages. I, I like these definitions, so maybe this is our go-to. Okay. This is what you're getting for Christmas is a copy of An the Oxford, Oxford Dictionary? dictionary. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. The first one is obvious. It's, well, not, the, this is a, isn't actually the first one. This is one of the definitions listed. It's to take part in. Okay. So like in a sport, in a game. Yes. All right. The very first definition listed, though, is the one I like the most. Engaged in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. Woo! Yes! Yes. yes. That's so, what I'm talking about. Yes. I and think so of play. That, that activity does not have to be a game. It doesn't no. have to be a board game. It doesn't have to be a puzzle. It could be those things. It could be reading a book. It could be dancing in the it kitchen. It could be dancing in the kitchen. We dance all the time. And when my kids were little, I used to dance with them in the mornings. I'd get up and I'd put on music on my record player and we'd dance in the mornings. And we have not done that in forever. And um, we had a snow day last, must have been two weeks ago. Oh my sure. gosh. Yes. We have snow days every other week. Um, and I turned the music on. Mm-hmm. And as my kids woke up. I danced with them in the living room. And it was the first time I danced with the baby. Oh. Outside and, of a wedding dance. And he's and three. he's three. I was going to say he's not really a baby. Oh, he's he's baby. just the baby of the family. Oh, he's a baby. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Stop. He's the baby. Well, okay. So in, um, in Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, there's a chapter on places we go when life is good. And so this idea of play, in my mind is a vehicle to get us to this place when life is good, right? It's not so serious. It's not so stressful. It's not so anxiety producing. And the emotions that are included in this are joy, happiness, calm, contentment. There's that word again. Gratitude, foreboding joy, relief, tranquility. So they're not all positive emotions, but it's this So this idea of foreboding joy, as an example. So um, if I'm going to play, like, oh, it's going to be so fun. It's so fun. It's so great. And then all of a sudden I have this moment in my heart of like, oh, 
this day's going to end because mm. Caleb's going to college. And so instead of just like being in that moment, in that joyful moment of engaging with my child, my mind goes to, but when he leaves, well, that's foreboding joy. But life is so good in that moment because he and I are at a baseball game or he and I are doing the puzzle together. or He and I are playing in whatever capacity an 18 year old. Yes, friends, he turned 18. I have an adult child. That's a whole different podcast. Congratulations. You yeah. kept him alive. I he did. He had to keep himself alive. Yes. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's a win. Cheers. That's a coffee. Cheers. Wish there was something else in this mug. Anyways. But right. truly, like that idea of you have those fun moments and it's just so great and it's so fulfilling. And then all of a sudden you're like, <gasps> what if that goes away? Yeah, but now the reason why it's okay to have that foreboding joy, and I like that she calls it foreboding joy, but really it's a little bit of anxiety, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. That moment of anxiety is because then you pause to recognize how much you're appreciating oh, that moment. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So what I also like about this definition that I just read is it says engaging in an activity for the purpose of enjoyment, yeah. right? Okay. So think about all the things we commit to because we think we're going to like, we're going to enjoy it. Like, that would be fun. <laughs> but then we get into it and we get so overcommitted and now it's become a job. Yes. And I have always told my children, when you go to school or when you go to train for a career, whatever it may be. Make sure that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be hard days, yes. There's going to be days where you're like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just punching the clock. But overall, find some interest. Find something in there that sparks you. because That's then, passion. Right, because then you're going to always be excited, yeah. okay? You're going to feel like you have room to grow and you're going to want to explore and you're going to want to, you know, I'm, I haven't had enough coffee, so I'm short on extensive <laughs> vocabulary today. So you're going to want to grow. <laughs> um, then I think about when we sign kids up for too much mm-hmm. or even or um, even the pressure of the pressure of performing. Yeah. Yes. At high okay. Levels, yeah. So that is why I am, you know, yes, we are crazy busy. But then I always say to my kids before we get there mm-hmm. to that crazy busy part, this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? And now I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if we've taught it. Or if my kids just feel like there's enough support from their parental units, that that wild and crazy schedule is actually kind of exhilarating for them. Oh, sure. And but that's partially because they're enjoying what they're doing. Right. It's not work. It is a form of play because it's bringing that fulfillment. It's that enjoyment. And caveat for those that didn't listen to that episode, we're not saying just have fun and don't embrace the hard stuff. That's not what we're saying. We're saying have fun and that fun should help you get through the hard stuff. Yes. Because you are enjoying and finding that fulfillment and contentment yes. in the activity that you're and, choosing. And that fun motivates you to keep going. To persevere and to want to get that hard stuff. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Okay, so anyways, we um I get nervous that my kids will feel overwhelmed and that that emotion is going to or that experience is going to trump the fun, mm-hmm. right? Because they are only kids. But they are, but they really do. They're having so much fun. And like this weekend, for example, we skated in a nice show on Friday. Stayed at a friend's house Friday night. My oldest got up bright and early to drive to another town for a practice and then came back to skate in an extra or a second ice show that afternoon, mm-hmm. jumped in the car to go back to that that same town that she drove to that morning for another practice. To me, that sounds crazy, but 
my husband and I were willing to do that, realistically, we had the time, we had the means to do it, we had the resources. Um, and she was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was in my skates more this weekend than I wasn't. And and that's her happy place. And that was her happy place. That brings yeah. her joy. And yeah. so she was playing in yes. the midst of all that chaos. Yes. She was playing. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think we should also talk about um, how play can strengthen relationships. Well, that's, I was just thinking that. So we have a lot of really good kid examples, right? So what about as adults? What about in, what about in our relationships? What about in our friendships? What about in our work lives? Like that's what's really rumbling in my head right now as mm-hmm. I as I reflect on play and the importance of play. So yeah, how's play show up in relationships? So that's interesting because it's different for everyone, obviously, because we're all different recipes. We require different recipe cards. And so... Mm, I just need to sit with that for a minute. That's such a beautiful analogy. I've always just said we're unique individuals, but I love the idea of a recipe card. Yeah. So um, we went on this trip two weeks ago, my husband and I, three weeks ago now, to Hawaii. And we were so excited. And it was the first trip we were going to, first like big trip we were going to take just the two of us for the purpose of relaxation since since before kids. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to go last year and COVID literally canceled our trip like two hours before boarding. And, well, maybe like three hours before boarding. And so we were all excited to go this year. And we get there, and I had packed four books. And I've mentioned before that I'm a reader. And my idea of play was going to be sit on the beach (laughs) and read my book. And, like, I pulled my chair all the way up to the waterline, and I stuck my feet in, and I I was ready to go. And my husband's idea was... What kinds of excursions can we sign up for? For sure. Like, he wanted to go and do things, mm-hmm. whereas I was doing something, right? <laughs> I was <laughs> reading my book. beach with my book. <laughs> so um, our ideas of play were very different. Yeah. So you had this idea of rest and relaxation as your form of adult play on vacation. Your husband had an idea of excursions. And, and that, was also gonna, that was also going to provide him rest and relaxation. Yeah. Right? Experiences. It's a whole different... Yeah. yeah. And um, and so we we went snorkeling. Who fun. That was super fun. Right yeah. there on the beach. Or right there off our... Um, off the resort property. And we went on a hike. And um, I did read a book. Mm-hmm. I didn't read four. <laughs> I know that sounds a little overzealous, you guys, but I love to read. Um see what else well as you think about that like so that is interesting reflecting on our vacation because we were with a group of people Mm. so we had a lot of fun and we were playing and it was like go 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 and we were in napa so we were drinking wine and enjoying really great conversation really great people learning a lot like but it was it was go 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 in in a relaxing way like sure and at the same time, we were exhausted every night. Um, but I was I was thinking about that, like how vacations just bring, regardless of what they are, if they're a beach vacation when you're sitting on the beach with a book or if they're an excursion vacation and you're going out and doing things, that, that brings such a level, again, of joy and fulfillment and contentment 
And how do you transfer that idea into everyday life? Yeah, well, first I want to comment on this. Okay, so I am a, we've talked about extrovert, introvert. We, ambivert, we, we yeah. We agreed we were both ambiverts. Well, I think everyone's an ambivert. I started yeah. doing more research on that. Different I, podcast. Yeah, Keep going. no, I, I agree with that, actually. I feel like it's all the same story, just different details. Yeah. Okay. And I'm done with the dichotomies and the I'm black just, and white. I I'm hate, over it. Yeah, okay. black and white's only cute when it's on a checkerboard. I am such an extrovert. Like, anyone who meets me says, oh, she loves people. She does great with people. She needs to be with people. I went on this vacation, and I did not want to people. Yeah. I just wanted to read my books. I just wanted to have time to just recharge my batteries, which normally, having time with people recharges my battery. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Well... Then here you are, and you're taking a fun trip as well, but you had the opposite experience. We were people in like You were people in all the time. Yes. Yes. And so my question to you is, did you at any point on that trip think to yourself, and and this is no offense to the people you were with, but did you ever think to yourself, I just need a moment to breathe? No, because I am not wired that way. Okay. But Brad did. Oh, interesting. But he and I are wired very differently. But see, and full disclosure, he was with a group of people that were not his people. Oh, he that's was true. With my people. So you were with your, but and not just your people, like family, people yeah. that have known you since birth. Yeah, yeah, that's a very different trip. Yeah, that's because but, we went on a trip to um, Vegas a couple of years ago with. It was a very short getaway, and we went with my brother and his wife, and then two other couples we didn't know, and that was a lot of fun. But it was also really nice to know that we could leave that space mm-hmm. and just like relax on, our, you know, kind yeah. of take a moment to ourselves to re, re regroup ourselves. Well, well, when you talk about the, um, did I ever need a moment just to like stop or re-engage? No, because I'm not wired that way. I can go, 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 go. But I did crash when I got home. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. We, maybe that's. So and it was like, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to hit the ground running, and I was like, whoa, no, I'm not. Now, I'm if you remember, like, though, <laughs> when I left for that Hawaii trip, yeah. that morning we recorded a podcast, Yes. and before the podcast, I had been, and we recorded that podcast at what, like nine? Yeah. And I had already had two appointments that morning. Yeah. I had mom tarred that, that morning, remember? Mm-hmm. And... um. And then I still had to pack, and I had a child that was on a school field trip, and I had to get my children packed. And so by the time that That's trip how I came am today, by the time that trip came along, yeah, I had done all the things humanly possible. Yeah. Okay. Crammed it all in, minus giving birth. <laughs> and then, and then I crashed. Yes. So maybe that's what my trip was. My, maybe my trip was my crash. Ooh, I, I, ooh. Poor Ryan. Yeah. I was, he wanted to go swim with the dolphins. To be fair, it ended up raining on the day we were going to go swim with the dolphins. So it would have been canceled anyways. But I mean, we did get to do... We like the... Okay. You found a good balance. We found a good balance. And honestly, some of the things that we did that were not planned excursions were so fun. Because yeah. we were able to take our... You know, have our own liberties with them. But that's the play, right? Everything yeah. wasn't scheduled. Everything wasn't hustle and bustle. It was like... This is what we're choosing to do. Let's find joy in the everyday moments. Let's play around on the beach, in the water, with a book, and go snorkeling, right? Well, so do you know what I think is interesting? I am so abstract random. Yeah. I just am. I'm yeah. so abstract random. So the fact that I function day to day on such 
a routine. Yes, a, yeah. such a regimented routine just blows my mind because that is not at all my personality. But I think that's required of us. I think it's required of us to be successful. Successful, again, I'm going to use that word with quotations. Listeners can't see that. But to be a successful mom, to be a successful house manager, right? Like, let's be real. We manage the home. And and to have a quality life, I do think there is something about that regimented or it's not regimented. It's structured. We have to have that structure because otherwise things don't get done. Yeah. So the importance of play in a relationship. I was reflecting. So I've been divorced for 10 years and have dated off and on throughout that time. And it's interesting when you're in the dating world as an adult, and I would offer perhaps the dating world as a college student without kids, but it is a different world. Again, another podcast topic, but we're not talking about that today. But the reason I bring it up in this context is because when you meet someone and you start dating, it is all play all the time. It is about let's go on a date and nothing else matters except this person sitting in front of me. Let's do this adventure. And, but I think it's even more than the honeymoon phase because there's like an intentional, um, it's like an intentional choice. Well, it's also an expectation that it's going to be fun and playful. Okay. Well, I don't know that it's it's not honeymoon. (laughs) I don't know that it is an expectation, but Um, here's, okay, so I've got a 14-year-old who's dating. And we have said the same thing we said for everything. If it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Okay? That was our advice to her. But we need to, as adults, follow that exact same advice. Oh, for sure. It needs to be fun. And so, um, the thing about dating is that you have, you have set aside everything else for the other individual, right? Because it's different than when you're married. Because when you're married, you're sharing all the responsibilities. But right? why is it different? Why aren't? Why don't we date our spouses? So this is where Maria would say, mm. um, "I've been dating my husband for God, almost fifty years. Oh yeah, forever. Well, maybe like forty-two or forty-three. And so, um, but yeah, she's been dating him since she was fifteen. Right. And that is such a great example. And she is so hardcore she about dating her husband that she will say, because uh, Maria is my mom, and um, I live in the same town as my sister, and we both have kids, and she'll say, I am going on a date with your dad this weekend. Every single weekend, they go on at least one date. Mm-hmm. And so if my sister and I both need a sitter on the same night, then our kids are all going to Nana's house together. If we need sitters on different nights, one of us is going to have to pay for it because mm-hmm. Nana's on a date. date. Yep. And that, I think, is, I think that's been lost in relationships. Oh. And again, being someone who is divorced, I am not shaming, shooting, anything. I, I lived it all, friends. And it's that wonderment of how different would our relationships be if we played more? 100%. And there's also, and that's not just necessarily going on a date every week, although Maria is 100% right in that if you protect that time, that is that is sending a really clear message of I see you, I value you, and I want to be with you. But I think about even in the everyday moments of life, and are we playing when we are at home and the laundry needs to be done and the meals have to be cooked. And how do you bring that vacation mentality into the home on a daily basis? Marry your best friend. 
Right. Okay? Be friends first. So my husband was my friend yeah. forever yeah. before I even knew that he had any romantic interest in me. Mm-hmm. And then we had that foundation. And it makes it so much easier to get through life with a play mentality mm-hmm. because you're with somebody that you know you can have a good time with, relax with, enjoy outside of a romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, because that is important. Okay, so then my question is, before we even get to the relationship aspect, we need to probably stop and ask ourselves, what kinds of things do would be considered you know, play for me? Mm. Now, I like to do puzzles. I like to do board games. I like to read books. I like to dance in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. My husband was not a dancer before mm-hmm. he met me. <laughs> But now he knows that that is a form of play for me. Like, that is enjoyable for me. And so he dances with me. Right. Right? I know that he likes to go on excursions or he likes to go for hikes and he likes to be active. So that's what I engage in with him. We can support each other in those things. But I do think it's also important before we get to those relationships that we have enough respect for ourselves and for our partners or even our friends or whoever else we're engaging with and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that that we do take the time to just enjoy life to play on our own to find um happiness mm-hmm. individually because we cannot be happy in our relationships if we cannot be happy alone oh you're spot on it goes back to if you know who you are you know what brings you joy you are willing to advocate for what you need and that's received by the person that you're choosing to be with, that's really powerful. Well, and I also think that when you are comfortable with yourself, that brings on a sense of confidence, okay? And I don't like the word confidence because I feel like it sounds cocky, right? But yeah. but really, when you are at peace with yourself, when you yeah. feel fulfilled and recharged, you can confidently go into the world and do what you want to do, speak your mind, um, and, and engage in a very successful manner, right? Mm -hmm. And when you can enter into relationships with that confidence, Mm -hmm. there's going to be so much more success because if you are not taking the time to recharge or be true to yourself or to nurture or foster those individual desires, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be sitting there feeling pretty darn insecure Mm -hmm. and, or maybe even resentful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're going to go into relationships and what kind of relationship can you have when one of you is unhappy, resentful, insecure, even if it's a large group, like let's say you're going to participate in an organization, mm-hmm. you still can't hide in the background and have those characteristics, you know, that insecurity, that, that uh, resentment. Well, you can, but the experience is going to be very different. Well, it's not going to be a positive one. <clears throat> no, and that's exactly, and the it, outcome's going to be very different. So it's it's... When you talk about play, yes, we do need to all find ways to play, but I think we need to really be true to ourselves and find ways Mm -hmm. to play that are going to recharge us individually before we look into how we can play with others. So I had a dear friend of mine say this to me, and it continues to circle back in my head. And she said, I'm getting really tired working with and supporting the adults who are not doing their own work. Oh, yeah. And it was such a profound statement. And I've really like had to sit with it and think about how's that show Mm -hmm. up for me in my work in my life. And 
I do surround myself with people who are doing that work, who are very clear on this is who I am, this is what I need. And it's not a take it or leave it. It's a, if you care about me, you're going to honor and value that. And in that process, I've learned so much about myself and I've taken risks and I've engaged in things that I never thought I would do. But that idea of as a society, we've been taught blame, shame, somehow that's going to help us feel good about ourselves when really it's the exact opposite. We have to reflect and we have to be really clear and have a really positive relationship with ourself first. When you are taking care of yourself and you go into any kind of relationship, platonic, romantic, work, friendship, whatever. I suppose friendship and platonic are the same thing. If you come into it fulfilled and you have taken care of yourself, anything that comes back at you doesn't matter, right? Maybe it does matter, but you're better able to But you react. I was going to say, you respond differently. Because you know that it's not a you thing at that point. Because the only thing that matters in that regard is what what you are going to um, take I think that's our invitation to play and to really get clear on what we need. I think that's our work as the adults. I think our kids need us to do that. Mm -hmm. I think society as a whole is hurting and needs us to do this. And it's not this idea of let's all be the same. Where I think it goes back to this, what we started with of this idea of success or this idea of fulfillment was like this cookie cutter Mm -hmm. story told to us from the societal point of view. When really, I think the post-COVID reality and this generation, I think of my kids' generation, they're teaching us to embrace that unique person that you are because no one else is you. And at the end of the day, let's stop taking ourselves so damn seriously and let's have fun. Yeah, well, we only get one life. I think that we as a society are realizing that life is still going to go on regardless of what kind of boundaries we set up, mm-hmm. right? So kids kids can be sick from school and still access their schoolwork online. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Right. We can um, have car troubles and still do work from home. It's right. not the end of the world. Like we're realizing that 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 we just don't need to be so. We don't need to be in control. Hmm. Well, and I keep going back to how do we have fun? <clears throat> I I just want to create a life that is worth living, and and I have, and I should say that differently. Like, as I think about my life, I've had so many amazing things happen. But when I really look back at the things that elevate to the top of my list, it is the moments of play, of engagement, of being fulfilled. None of those things were things I was told to do. They were all things that just kind of became or organically happened within life. Yeah. So when we talk about relationships and playing with others, um, I think about some of my favorite dates with my husband, and they've been things like a Monopoly night or a water gun fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think about with 
you know, with friends, book club. I love book club. Yeah. Um, or getting together with ladies and going to a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that kind of stuff too. So there's sometimes it's it's less about the definition of the relationship or the societal ex- expectation, and more about what what is going to give us all a break and cause us all to smile. But why do we need a break? And I want to pause because we want to try to keep these podcasts short <laughs> for listeners. Um, so I think that's a part two. I think part two of this conversation is <clears throat> why do we need to pause? Why do we need a break? Why are we not creating a life that we don't need a break from? Yeah. How do we create a life that is full of enjoyment? How do we create a life intentionally that carves out space for play, fulfillment, and joy? This is a, this is a great question. We need to make time to play. I think that's, that's the invitation. Make yes. time to play. And make sure that when you're doing that, it's something that matches you, right? Because maybe you don't like to do puzzles and maybe you don't like to read and maybe you are an introvert. Maybe your playtime is a trip to the gym every day. Hmm. Maybe that's bringing you joy. Sure. Yeah, we just have so many misconceptions in society and it's up to us to decide what we want to embrace and what we're going to uh, practice because whatever society thinks we can just fuck it yeah no more fucks given yeah <laughs> yeah all right so the invitation is find time to play this week so last time we had a lesson i think the time before that we had a moral this, this week time we it's an, an, invitation. an invitation yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure out what what the exit strategy is well this was fun for me So this was a form of play. This is a form of play for me. So thanks for inviting me into your house today. You're very welcome. I love recording like this where we have coffee. We have our coffee. We're on the couch. We're looking outside a huge picture window. It happens to be snowing right now. (laughs) It's always snowing. It's always snowing right now. It's always snowing. But it is just a beautiful space to be with you, friend. Thanks for the conversation. Thank you. To be continued.